In Danny Meyer's book, Setting the Table, he famously talks about his salt shaker theory, and he introduces this idea of constant gentle pressure. In this week's episode, I'm going to talk about how this is the best and perhaps only real way to manage a restaurant. I've talked about it a lot in past episodes, but this week we're going to take a deep dive into all things management. Stick around. There's an old saying that goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who can see when shown, and those who will never see. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for everyone in the middle. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you again for tuning in. My name is Chip Close, and this is Restaurant Strategy. If this is your first time tuning in, uh, this is a weekly marketing podcast that's dedicated entirely to chefs and restaurant owners. What happens is each week, I choose a different topic. We explore that topic. We pick it apart. By the end, we have hopefully come across some useful insights, and then we always finish up with an assignment. I leave you with a short actionable task, something you can do right away to start implementing the concepts we talk about here on the show because I believe information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. So often, uh, I think we, we listen along to podcasts when we're at the gym or when we're driving in the car or whatever it is. Uh, we nod along. We, we think those are, uh, those are interesting ideas, but then we fail to put them into practice. And so that's what the assignments are all about. It's, it's um, finding ways to start implementing these ideas so you can move the needle in your business. So this is the third and final episode in a three-episode arc all about leadership, staffing, and management. Leadership, we said in the very first of these episodes, is all about vision. It's about setting a course and inspiring others to follow. But of course, running a restaurant takes more than just inspiration. It takes hard work and grit. It takes uh, creativity and passion. It takes nuance. Um, I think most of all, though, it takes empathy. Putting yourself in the shoes of your guests and your employees. Understanding, or at least trying to understand, how they view the world, what they want out of the world, and then finding ways to provide those things. So how do we do that? How do we cultivate empathy? Well, I think it starts at the very beginning during the interview process. Of course, everyone has their own style in interviewing. Uh, everyone has their own style of, uh, of leadership. But I always urge my clients to do a lot of listening. Ask open-ended questions and don't be afraid to get into the difficult stuff. Restaurants are often stressful, and so you want to know who's going to be in the trenches with you, your managers. And here we're talking about both the front of house managers and back of house managers, the chefs. They're the ones who are most responsible for upholding your values. So remember in the very first episode of this three-episode arc, we talked about uh, coming up with a mission and your core values. When, when you identify those, you're trying to pass those along to your managers, and then they are then going to carry the, um, the banner for you. They're going to be the ones overseeing the staff and ensuring that the restaurant is up to standard. So make sure your managers are people you trust and that they understand implicitly what you're building. Remember, there are often many qualified candidates, so it should be about finding the person who's the best fit, the person who fits within this specific environment. Now, 
Danny Meyer is famous for preaching something called constant gentle pressure. It's a framework for how things are done within a company, uh, within his company, for sure, USHG. Uh, Of course, so he owns restaurants. He talks about how it's implemented in his properties, but it's really a style of management that can work for many different industries. And it basically says this. People are always going to take the easy way out. They're going to cut corners. They're going to let standards dip just a little. It's human nature. And he says there are two ways of looking at those situations. One, you can kick and scream about why people are lazy or useless or whatever. Or number two, you can acknowledge that this is the natural tendency of most people and act accordingly. If you expect this sort of behavior, you're going to react very differently than if it catches you by surprise. So what does that mean? People are going to cut corners. Your managers simply need to remind them each and every time what the standard is. They're going to say, that's not how we do it. This is how we do it. If it happens time and time again, then of course things escalate, but there's no reason to kick and scream about it. So let's say we have a rule in the dining room that everything gets served on a tray and you see one of your servers carrying the glass in his hand through the dining room. You simply pull them aside quietly and remind them of the service standard. Remember, all drinks are to be served on a tray. Then when it happens again, you can get a bit more stern. We talked about this earlier. Remember, all drinks must be delivered on a tray. If this happens again, I'll need to write you up. So that's twice you've told this person. When it happens a third time, you will schedule a formal sit down where the infraction gets logged on a write-up sheet. On that sheet, it explains what happened And then it also outlines how things will continue to escalate if the problem persists. Perhaps it says one more time will result in a one-week suspension. After that, termination. Now, nowhere in there did you raise your voice or stamp your feet. You remained calm and simply referred them to the service standards as they're outlined in their service manual. Really what you're doing is reminding them over and over and over why we do what we do. And this says two things. Number one, it says this is the kind of place where someone is always watching. We care enough about the restaurant to do that. And then number two, it says that you matter, that the employee matters. I care enough about you to show you what you're doing wrong and to help you get better. And that will become one of the keys to unlock everything else. Soon, that energy will trickle down into every part of the restaurant. People will start correcting each other and helping each other. Veteran staff members will take it upon themselves to bring the newer staff members along, to bring them up to speed. In time, you'll create a culture where people don't want to cut corners because they'll take pride in doing things the right way. They'll think the managers are noticing, so the guests must be noticing. What I do matters, I matter. And that is a profound realization that every single employee is somehow integral to the operation. You outline your expectations for the managers and then oversee them, applying constant gentle pressure on them. Then they set the expectations for the staff that they manage and then apply constant gentle pressure to them. Day by day, one piece at a time, you're creating a culture of excellence, an environment where people will want to do the right thing, where they want to go above and beyond. Why? Because it matters, because they matter. And that's the difference between a great company and a bad company. Great companies cultivate great employees. They don't just find them, they cultivate them. They help their employees get better and they nurture their growth. Bad companies simply outline the tasks that need to be completed and then tally up at the end when the tasks are complete or not. 
So here are five little ways I think you can start integrating uh, this idea of constant gentle pressure into your daily operations. So let's start with side work, right? Number one is side work. Your staff all does side work, but how often does it get checked? And not just that it was completed, but that it was done properly, that it was done exceptionally well. Have your managers really zero in on checking side work, even just spot checking here and there, or, or maybe even helping them with side work. Number two, table side. Listen in as your servers or your bussers are table side and hear their script. Um, he, hear how they're uh, engaging with the tables. Tell them when it's good and then offer suggestions for how they can improve when it's bad. Uh, then the third thing, number three, inspect every inch of the restaurant before you open for service from the front curb to the back wall. Your managers are going to check the bathrooms and the service stations and the dish pit and so on. They're going to do this every single night before the shift and you're going to oversee them and make sure that they're doing it. Um, you're also going to observe uh, your staff as they detail their sections before the shift. Check table settings, linens, chairs, silverware, all of it. Number four, Start quizzing your staff at the pre-shift meeting. Yes, partially to make sure that they know what they're talking about. But more than that, once they get used to being quizzed and they're not and they're not nervous, they're not afraid of getting called on. More than that, it's a way to get the staff talking about food and wine at the meeting so that they can hear what others say so that they can figure out better ways to say something. Uh, and then finally, number five, I want you to ask your staff daily for suggestions about improvements that can be made. Watch how their entire disposition changes when you say, hey, how can we improve this? Hey, what do you think about that? Hey, how can we improve that? What, what do you think about that? It's going to change the entire thing. It's not just you giving directives from above. It's about you also listening and, and, and inviting that sort of feedback. Management is about maintaining a balance between productivity and employee satisfaction. People might think you're being a nag, but that's fine. In time, people who recognize what you're doing will rise to the top, and then the ones who get annoyed at your constant nagging will fall away. And this is partially how you attract the right kinds of people. You set the expectation from the start, and then you follow through. As an aside, most restaurants do a pre-shift meeting before uh, service starts, and if you don't do this, I'm gonna urge you to rethink that decision. Even if you just run a casual restaurant, it's a great opportunity to gather everyone together in one place to collect ourselves as a team before we go into battle. A staff has to know they're all on the same side and a meeting, even just five or 10 minutes, is a great way to accomplish this. So how do you structure a meeting? Well, you gather everyone together, they all know exactly what times it starts, and you welcome everyone, you talk about the night ahead. You talk about the reservations, any prominent net, uh, VIPs that are on the book, and then any tricky spots throughout the night that we should be aware of. You go over the food, highlighting any new items, any specials, any 86s, and then the beverage, right? Talk about new cocktails or wines and so on. And then you finish up uh, however you want. Some places do little quizzes or a little Q&A back and forth, uh, or maybe it's just a fun inspirational quote to help get people motivated. Again, it doesn't have to take a long time, but this is really your only chance to set the tone for the night ahead. So take advantage of that. Five minutes goes a long way because that's what it's all about, right? Getting people on the same page, getting people to row in the same direction. Like we talked about a couple episodes, leadership. Leadership is about pointing somewhere, saying there, we're gonna go there, setting a vision, pointing to something on the horizon, and then inspiring your staff to all row in that direction so we're all going the same way. So then let's pull all this together. We spent the last three episodes talking about leadership, staffing, and management. 
But what does all that have to do with marketing? It's about crafting the dining experience, setting a culture for the restaurant. And I promise you, even if your guests never know what your mission is or what your core values are, they will feel them night after night. If you communicate those things to your staff and develop ways to incorporate them into the day-to-day operations of your restaurant, it will start seeping into the blood of the restaurant. And that's what we want. Again, a leader sets a vision, charts a course for where to go, They then articulate why it matters and offers ways to accomplish those lofty goals. You find ways to attract top talent. You create an environment that inspires greatness. You make it so that people want to stay. You make it so they're growing and so that they never consider leaving. You charge your managers with the task of maintaining those high standards and then they guard those fiercely day after day by applying constant gentle pressure. What you do matters, you matter. And that's the last shift I want you to see here. Your restaurant matters, you matter, your employees matter, and of course, your guests matter. Remove anything from that equation and there's no more business. And that's how you move forward and market with confidence. Your guests need what you're offering. Your employees need the paycheck you provide. Your restaurant needs the patrons to stay in business and it desperately needs a staff to keep operations running smoothly and to keep the lights on. Your assignment this week is the same as your continuing education. If you haven't read it yet, please do yourself a favor and pick up a copy of Danny Myers Setting the Table. If you feel so motivated for extra credit, pick up a few extra copies and give them out to your managers and and I would do a book club. Give everyone a month to read it and then find an afternoon to get together, just the leadership team, and discuss specific ways to implement the ideas he talks about in the book. So again, earlier I made five suggestions of how you might implement some of these ideas into your day-to-day, but you will undoubtedly think of others, do the book club, and talk through things. It will be one of the best meetings your business has ever had. Again, that link is in the show notes, Setting the Table by Danny Meyer. As always, I want to thank you for tuning in. This is the end of this three-episode arc where we talked all about leadership and management and, and staffing and training and how all that has to do with the success of your restaurant and what that has to do with marketing your restaurant. I hope you understand that the marketing of the thing can't make up for the thing. Your product should be so compelling, so remarkable that people want to talk about it, that they want to come in and try it. Make your place as good as possible and the rest will fall into line. This is Restaurant Strategy. My name is Chip Close. Thank you very much. I will see you next time. 